What is up, everybody? This is Logan Hughes, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Get a Job podcast. I would like to welcome our next guest, Perla Phillips, to the show. Perla and I have been working with a client of ours, and she just has an extreme wealth of knowledge from a business strategist uh, standpoint, as well as networking. She dropped some really great tips if you're looking to get started, you know, attending networking events and so forth. Uh, Perla has been working with business owners, managers, and corporations since 2015 as a business owner. Uh, it became clear that becoming a business strategist would set others on a path to success while also filling her cup. Her style describes a hybrid crossover of strategist, consultant, and coach. Her unique strategies to build cohesive teams and customized systems are extraordinary. As a consultant, she builds websites and helps entrepreneurs with everything from registering their LLC to hiring their first employee. She'll improve your team's mindset and communication while providing accountability through her coaching techniques. Perler also has a love for adventure. She lives on a boat six months out of the year in South Portland, Maine, and loves all things ocean. In the winter, you can find her on the slopes, laughing and having fun with friends and family. She's definitely a true spirit. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with the one and only Perla Phillips. You, you are now listening to the Get a, get a, get a Job Podcast. Podcast. Your host, Logan, Logan Hughes. Welcome everybody to another episode. I am here with Perla. She is uh, someone that we've been working together with, uh, with a, a client of ours, and uh, Perla has an amazing story. We ended up having a conversation we met a couple weeks ago, just to kind of touch base on, you know, uh, on everything and, and and learn more about each other. And she's she's an amazing woman. So Perla, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Again, once we, you know, once we talked and learning more about yourself, you've you've had a, an amazing journey in entrepreneurship, and um, it's some, something that I learned of, and I was like, wow, we got to get her on to kind of share her insight with everyone out there. So let's start from the beginning, as always, that we like to do with here, right? So. Um, if you had any nine to fives entrepreneurship, take us through all the businesses that, that you've had, you have, and just, it's kind of walk us through, uh, the beginning of, uh, your entrepreneurship journey. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of years. <laughs> uh, nine to fives. Yes. Uh, I was an executive for origins, a cosmetic company. Mm. Um, and I think, well, let me back up. After college, I knew I wanted to be a, a phys ed teacher from the time I was in eighth grade. I was okay. like, that's my jam. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to school and actually um, for phys ed and art teaching nice. and with a minor in nutrition. Mm -hmm. And uh, fast forward, graduated, got a great job and realized, unfortunately, as a single person, I couldn't afford to live off a teacher's salary even with the wrecks and things like that in the summertime. Mm -hmm. So um, had that art piece as well. So decided, well, I'll go to beauty school. So <laughs> I did that for a while. Um, and, and that was fun. 
fast forward, decided I still wasn't making enough money, moved down to the New Hampshire um, area and became an executive for Origins um, Cosmetic Company. And did that for seven years and that was great, but I really, really, my health suffered for it mm. because I wasn't eating, I wasn't working out, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was basically, you know, just work, 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 tra traveling all over and drinking coffee, not eating, not drinking water, all of the things that I know we need to do to take care of ourselves. So decided um, that's it. I'm going to I'm going to start my own business in personal training. Mm. So um, I had been working out at a gym when I finally said, you know, this is it. Enough is enough. Um, I did Herbalife for years, and that actually gave me the foundation to still be making enough money to pay my bills and quit my executive job. Yeah. yeah. And um, and by then had found the love of my life, Johnny. So um, that helped. <laughs> and always very supportive in all the things that I wanted to do. So. Uh, quit the executive job and uh, started doing this this Herbalife thing and knew that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna teach this if you're gonna build a business out of this then you need to look the part mm -hmm. you need to act the part you need to do everything that you're asking everyone else to do so did that it was great um, and then the recession hit in like 2008 2009 was crazy times yep. and guess what people did not want to invest in a multi-level marketing company <laughs> yeah. at that time, right? Everybody was scared. So um, I, I was working out at a gym at this point and um, my trainer had asked me if I would was interested in bodybuilding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Me? Look at me. Yeah. And now at this point, I was up to like 190 pounds <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. so I was like, what the heck? I'm always up for a challenge. Mm -hmm. So um, started on this heavy routine, um, just really not heavy routine as it was being um, just determined and very strict with everything that I did, everything that I ate, purpose, purpose, purpose yep. for every move I made. Yep. And, um, and then everybody, like people at the gym were coming up and asking me, you know, will you train me? Will you train me? Mm. I mean, I was a phys ed teacher, but I wasn't a trainer. Right. So I went back and got my PT oh, wow. um, certification yeah. and didn't want to give the gym 65% of what I was making because of people wanting to work with me. Mm -hmm. So my husband, being as wonderful as he is, uh, redid our basement and made it a gym. And I started my business. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, I was teaching nutrition classes all over, like effing. I had been in restaurants, in libraries, in schools, and you know, because um, I really wanted to get the word out. It hurt me that children were being, you know, type two diabetes mm -hmm. is supposed to be adult right. onset, right? And now it was like um, I was coaching my um, Courtney, my daughter's softball team, basketball teams. And um, it really saddened me that like five kids that I knew had type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. I was like, this has got to stop. Yeah. For some reason, uh, Logan, I think that I can change the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I started on that nutrition journey. Um, 
having the gym in my basement and then outgrew that space, um, went to expand it into Fremont, expanded into Brentwood and ended up with a 5,000 square foot facility in Kingston at the Carriage Town Plaza. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep. Um, that in that time I was looking for, I was also, um, dipping my toes from 2015 on into the coaching world. Mm. I had hooked up with a company that specifically coached for fitness entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And, um, they had asked me if I would work with them. And I was like, well, why not? Cause at this point I had a wonderful staff, mm -hmm. uh, amazing general manager. And so I was able to like cut out and do some of these coaching yeah. things, um, all over. So that's kind of, um, how I started into the coaching realm, but still the fitness realm. Mm -hmm. Um, started some masterminds, um, working with some amazing people all over the world. And, um, then decided business was business. Uh, so I wanted to reach out not only to my fitness group. Mm -hmm. COVID hits. Being that strategist, you know, I have up on the wall, I have like, what if we close? What if mm -hmm. it's hybrid? What if, you know, we're still here? What does this look yeah. like? So I'm all about like all those possibilities. I mean, the word impossible only says I'm possible. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so, so always being proactive, wanting to be a step ahead and making sure I have, you know, um, prepared for whatever comes. Mm -hmm. um, I know that COVID was tough for a lot of people, but for some people, it was a blessing. I do believe that mindset is so, so much of all that we do. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was great. I took the fitness side of things and expanded. I was able to, to this day, I still have a piece of that. I sold the majority of it. Mm -hmm. So now I only do 6am, but we have clients from all over. That's yeah, amazing. Um, you know, right now I'm like living six months on a boat and six months <laughs> at a camp and I'm up in Maine and I'm, you know, doing all these crazy, yeah. amazing things, but yeah. I still have my workouts every morning. Mm -hmm. Um, thanks to the virtual world. Right. Right. The business side of things um, opened myself up to not only the fitness realm, but now working with um, a lot of service industries from painting to uh, water companies to chiropractors to naturopath doctors like business is business is business, you know? Yep. Um, and the plus was that I didn't have to explain what virtual was right. like everybody yeah, knew <laughs> By that time, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and, and again, looking at the positive side, you're like, we're talking efficiency. You don't have to get up and freeze to death to go to the gym to work out, or mm -hmm. you don't have, it doesn't matter that you're in Florida or Mexico and you want a business strategist. I can be your girl sure, sure. because we have this. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, where are you right now? Oh, I'm in uh, Exeter. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exeter, New Hampshire. Yep. And I'm up here in Naples, Maine. And here we are. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is crazy. It is a crazy time right now, for sure. With everything going on. Yep. So. Yeah. So. Awesome. I know that was kind of a, a long, short story of my 
50 plus years. No, but, um. <laughs> no that, that's great. And so the, the one thing that really sticks out to me, honestly, is the fact that you, you kind of go through every, you have a, an open mindset to opportunities that come your way. And it's interesting when you, when you have, when you're able to kind of lock that in, so many things open up for you if you just go into opportunities with, with an open mindset, right? Because you went from here, you went from there, you went from here, you started your fitness thing and got into business. So like, and now you're, you know, got a boat in Florida and Maine and stuff like that, right? So like, there's so many things that if you just go through life open-minded, so many opportunities could come your way. And instead of being hyper-focused on, obviously when it comes to business and everything like that, we, you know, we, we got objectives and goals to meet. So we got to be hyper-focused on those things. But uh, if, if you're sort of still in that freelancer entrepreneurship thing, like for instance, I, I, a good friend of mine, he actually, he's in India and I, I, I make this uh, comparison a lot, but you know, I think he's like 25 years old, 24, 25. And he's been like upset that he hasn't found his thing yet. Right. You know, he's, he's dabbled in funnels. He's dabbled in marketing. And I, I'm telling him like, man, you are young. Just be open-minded to everything that comes your way and try it out, right? Get that experience. And if it doesn't work, move on to something else and just kind of move unilaterally, right? So like, yeah, I mean, it, and that's something that I really appreciate, appreciate about yourself is that the open-mindedness when it comes to opportunities, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it feels right, do it. Mm. You know, um, who's to say... Like, yeah, back in, in my day, it was like, well, you have to graduate and you have to go to college and you have to do this and you have to do that. But do you, do you really, who says, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Just believe in yourself yeah. and, and go with it. Um, and I'm sure like, like entrepreneurs where we love to learn, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and the whole age thing, I definitely, one of the struggles that I find working with certain uh, folks is like, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm too old for this or I'm too, oh crap. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you just have, like you said, you have to be open Mm -hmm. and willing to learn and willing to change. And, and the other big piece is the networking, right? Like, um, you are a dream because I can do a lot of the things I don't love marketing. <laughs> so to have you right here mm-hmm. to team up and to better clients and their opportunities, like it doesn't mean you have to do it all. Right. It means you have to have a circle of people that you trust. Exactly. That they're going to yes. represent you mm-hmm. and your honesty and your, mm-hmm. you know, um, represent you the way you want to be represented. Yeah, no, that's, there's a lot of different ways to, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good stuff there. And one piece I did want to touch upon was the networking piece, because I, I know that was, a, you know, a big part of, of everything. Um, it, it's, you know, it's been something that I've been trying to, to get into. I shouldn't say trying. I mean, I, you know, I attended a couple of events, but I got to be super focused in on, on that networking thing um, for the beginning of, of this coming year, but take us through the networking aspect. Cause you, you reached like the high highs of whatever you could possibly do in the networking world. Uh, so take us through a little bit of that. Like what was interested, what was the interesting part about that to you? Um, and everything that you got from, from that experience. Okay, absolutely. So, um, 
at the time, let's see. So I had moved, this was in Brentwood, my, my facility in Brentwood. And, um, there was a young man, Jason, who was coming around and he was introducing people to uh, chamber of commerce. And at this point I was like, chamber. Yeah. What really is that? You know? And so he had, um, Bobby, who is a membership director at the Exeter right. Chamber of She's Commerce, wonderful. actually. She's yeah. amazing, like the heart of the chamber. <laughs> yeah. Love her. She came over to my facility. We sat down and talked and I was like, oh, now here's the thing with networking, like anything else, you're going to get out of it what you put mm -hmm. into it. So I literally scheduled my, I joined the chamber. I scheduled these events into as if it was a client appointment mm -hmm. as if it was um that was part of my marketing mm -hmm. and i attended the business after hours the morning mixers um hosted them any events they had and the most important part for me right at the beginning was becoming an ambassador mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities if you just want to spend a little time having fun, <laughs> shucks, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and really getting to know people in your community and giving back. So that was the beginning. Um, I was an ambassador, ended up uh, working through that, um, becoming the chairwoman for the ambassador. Then I was asked to be on the board of directors. Now, the funny thing about that was, this was back when the board of directors was really made up of... Um, big companies like it was corporate mm -hmm. and I remember even saying to the president of the chamber are you sure you want me mm -hmm. because if you ask me a question I'm going to be candid and I'm going to give you my, my <laughs> answer right and he's like Perla that's why we want you and I was like all right so uh, I joined the board and um, then you know there was a lot of of transformation through there and uh, with with presidents and such. And um, currently, Jen Wheeler is the president of the Exeter Chamber. She has done an outstanding job at uh, really creating balance. Uh, so I went through the board and became the uh, last year was the chairwoman for the board of directors mm -hmm. in Exeter. Yeah. So um, that was just an amazing journey. I'm still a part of the chamber, even though I'm kind of up here in the woods right now. Mm -hmm. uh, love that chamber. I've, I've visited many, appreciate them all, but there's something to say about that chamber. Literally the first year that I joined went from 47 clients, uh, sorry, 37 clients to 147 wow. in one year, wow. one year. And the cool part about that was, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Mike Michalowicz. He's an author. He's got oh, some yeah. amazing, yep. oh, yep. he's just incredible. I love his books. Um, and so I was reading The Pumpkin Plan at the time. And The Pumpkin Plan is a book about your ideal client. Mm -hmm. So because I had grown so fast with the chamber, all of a sudden the culture had started to change. Mm. And I was like, why is this not my warm, fuzzy place that I love? Like, what's going on here? So uh, I took my team, we went out back and we made a list, right? I'm loving my big uh, poster boards. And <laughs> uh, so we're like, okay, who is ideal? Mm -hmm. Who is not? Who could be with a little help? Mm -hmm. 
And in that next six months, I found about, I think it was almost 30 people that I helped self-discover that there really wasn't the right fit for them. Mm. Yep. Guess what happened? Our culture was bad, sure. right? Sure. Like it was all, okay. So, um, so that was great. It also helped me to realize that there has to be some sort of a vetting process when you're bringing in new clients, because no longer was I this entrepreneur that was like, oh my gosh, I have to make money. Um, I'm going to take anybody. I'm going to work with just anybody. And that usually doesn't turn out great. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Been there. So, yeah. So through the chamber, it led me to opportunities with the hospital, mm -hmm. the extra hospital United and wellness program. So I was with that, that program for five years was the chairwoman for that board for three years. And that was just an outstanding experience. Yeah. Um, and then uh, most recently joined a really cool Seco Success is what it's called. It's a BNI group. And what I love about it is that it's virtual. Mm -hmm. And the people, I vetted these people. It was three months. I kept visiting and was like, uh, yeah. I had known many of them from the chamber. But again, I'm very particular yeah. about who I put my name on. So it had to be the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it is, it's great. Yeah. I love it. It's a great group. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's all. It's, that's all just really, really great stuff. I love the fact about when you were first starting the networking events to market in the calendar as if it was a client meeting, right? That's, that's a really, really crucial component to, uh, at least, be, being involved and, and showing up, right? Because like you said, it's you, you put in what you get out of it, right? So that's that's a really key thing. And I'm definitely going to use that strategy going forward. Because yeah, we kind of see it on the calendar. But if we don't treat it like it's, uh, you know, something like a client meeting or something that's really, really important, then yeah, it's just going to be okay, yeah, I'll attend next week or whatever. So um, no, that that's all great. I think it's a testament to the, you know, we all, we all talk about wanting to give back to community and being a part of it. And uh, it's, it's a really, really great um, opportunity, I think, for, for everyone to get involved uh, within your local chamber and so forth. But find, like I said, like, you know, finding the right group of people is also super important. And that and then that kind of goes into the situation of, you know, when you're just starting to take on clients, you know, you obviously do need to you need to make money. You got to work with everyone. But as soon as you get to a certain point, you do have a keen eye to uh, the, the working relationship that comes with that. Right. So working with prospects and clients that may not be a good fit. I think we've, we've probably had horror stories around that as well. Um, <laughs> but how was the, so how was your, um, the, the B and I part of this real quickly. Um, so are, is, are you, it sounds like you're feeling really, really good about this group and so forth. How was that experience? Because I, you know, when we talk about networking, B and I always comes up, right. And people have, you know, some mixed feelings around that. So it seems like, your experience so far has been a good one, but again, you've taken your time to sort of vet out certain groups and certain people, I guess. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so with my first experiences with BNI was not great. This was some years back. Mm -hmm. And then a person that I love and highly trust and she kept asking me, you know, will you, will you come join? Just come visit. Just come visit. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And I did. And, you know, 
I live a lot of my life through my gut, mm-hmm. right? If it yeah. feels good, do it. So um, I went in and looked and it was a great group. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just trusting, you have to trust the people, yeah. right? And the other thing that I didn't know about BNI was the educational piece. Mm. They have got some really, really good education when it comes to building business, networking, um, how to present yourself. Um, so that has been like an extra added bonus that I didn't even know was there. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, so it, it has been a great experience. Um, I'm grateful that I joined this particular group. I haven't yet visited other groups, which I intend to, but um, yeah, this was the first. I, I feel like you've got to make sure that it's people that you believe in that align with you mm-hmm. and your belief system and your level of um, professionalism, because if it doesn't, it's not going to work. Right. 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 Yeah. I would let, can I share one more thing about the chamber? This just hit me when I was, you know, talking. The chamber provides this program called fast track. Mm -hmm. And one of the key elements to my success was like you said, I, I put it in my, it was Wednesday mornings. I just put it in my calendar every Wednesday, but I took it a step further because I would go to the meetings and Bobby will share all the things that the chamber provides or offers. And many of them are free. Some of them are paid for. But what I would do is I would, I would choose two things. And I would, my goal was to implement those two things before the next meeting in the next month. Hmm. So by picking the two things, creating that action plan, putting them into action. That's when I really found traction. Interesting. Can you give an example of that? Yes. Like, um, well, nowadays it would, it would be, I'm sure something about, um, social media, right. And how often to post, but for the chamber, let's see. Um, did you know that you can, uh, give them gifts that they, cause they always do a drawing at the end. And so who knew? So then maybe my goal was to bring 10 gifts to Bobby before that next, uh, next Wednesday that we had the meeting so that I would be able to get up in front of a bunch of people and talk about my business because of the gift I provided. Right. Right. Well, hello. (laughs) And I never would have known that was available. So it was kind of double, you know, great. They get a gift certificate to work out with me or to, you know, have a business strategy meeting with me. Mm but I had a chance to get in front of an audience and share my passion and share what I do and how I can help and support them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And I think, um, I hear this a lot from people who have had success within the networking world is to go in with, um, with, uh, what's, what's the right word? Go in with, uh, an attention or clear attention of, of, of what you're looking to get out of that meeting. Right. So I guess more specifically, you know, um, talking to three people, your your ideal clients, getting, you know, uh, three business cards, like s- small tangible goals, I think, especially if you're newer. 
um, that way, because you know, when you when you first attend these events, you're you know, it's uh, it's kind of like a scary experience, right? You're like, oh, I don't know anyone yeah, here, yeah. and I gotta you know try to socialize with people. It's, it can be a little intimidating thing. So at least having a smaller goal just to you know get talk to three people, good, right? You can leave, go back the next yeah. day, and then kind of work to improve that. But that sounds like a very similar strategy almost. Right. And, you know, as an ambassador, one of my goals was to see how many people I could connect. Mm. I consider myself a professional connector. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily about me. And I benefited so much because I'm able, I'm meeting two people now mm. and I'm putting them together. Yeah. So that was great. And it's not about how many business cards can I pass out? Mm -hmm. That, that, that's not, that's not the game, mm -hmm. right? It's how many conversations can I have? Sure to see if I want that person's business card, then I would ask for that business card. And if they want mine, great. And, if, you know, but now you've got that tangible piece of information for you to, you know, reach out. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's a, uh, it's a good, it's a, it's a good thing. And again, it's something that I'm, I'm looking to, I got to get into that world uh, <laughs> starting up really soon. But I did, I didn't want to bridge the gap here in terms of talking with the, the business strategy component that you're in um and you, you mentioned the clients that you are, are working with but what are some of the things that you're seeing on your end from a business strategy uh, component that your particular clients are, are needing um that you that you can help them with what does that look like i would have to say the first one is communication mm -hmm. um depending on the size of the company, uh, really to get a chance. So I'm also a DISC uh, facilitator. Um, DISC is a behavioral style, um, science-based program that I often use because the first part of communication is understanding yourself. For example, if I see you, I'm going to run up and hug you. But maybe you're that person that is like, whoa, whoa, who's this person coming at me? So, oh, don't you worry. I'm definitely going to hug you, but I'm going to warn you first. <laughs> so that was that was one of the things I had to learn about yeah. me. Like, okay, yeah. you get your high energy. Mm -hmm. You're a lot to take. So sometimes I have to tame that down. So the whole thing is about is about um, understanding yourself and uh, and being able to tweak your own behavioral style to lessen conflict during a conversation. Mm -hmm. So how that benefits businesses is if you have a manager or a business owner who isn't necessarily getting what they want out of their employees or even their subcontractors or people they're working with. Um, well, let's learn about those people. And, you know, what is their behavioral style? What are they like? So that communication piece, as you know, is, is, is huge in uh, creating positive flow in any atmosphere, but particularly a work atmosphere, right? Which in turn is going to support that culture. Mm. Um, mindset. Mindset and keeping that positive culture. Guess what? Happy people don't want to leave their job. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially, you know, feel, that feeling of happiness and fulfillment, right? Is, is key in so many, yeah. so many areas, yeah. And another thing that um, I've been seeing a lot of trends of lately is, do you have, um, so we know a lot of corporations and stuff, like they have an onboarding process. They probably have a 
clear growth path. Some of our smaller businesses don't have that. So I've really been working with a few businesses right now. And if they don't have an onboarding process, let's create one because system strategy is one thing that I just love, um, that system creation. And then, okay, so you've got onboarding. Is there a growth path? Mm -hmm. And if there is, do your employees know what that growth path is and how they can grow with the company? Because again, if people think they're in a dead end job, the loyalty, the whole culture, but if they see, oh my gosh, there's a growth path I can take here and clear steps of, if I do this, 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 and this, I can get to here. It makes people want uh, feel valued for one and want to to grow with the business with the company yeah yeah no culture is a, is a big thing um it's it's huge and like, like i said you know from from multi-million dollar companies down to the the startups you know a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners you know they might have a particular set of skills that they are really keen on and and start a, a business around that but you know, when you get to the point of hiring employees or, or building that business, culture is, is a massive thing and branding is a massive component too. And it kind of goes like underlining, right? I mean, obviously business got to get off the ground, got to have some revenue coming in and doing those the necessary things. But again, bringing employees on and building a culture that people are happy at um, is is incredibly important. It doesn't matter, you know, I, I, a good example, Ed Goyette at Beantown Coffeehouse, I mentioned him to when we, when we met, but he has a big thing too, where uh, to your, to what you do, he has a big poster on the wall and it's the core values of being town coffee house. Right. And, you know, he was saying that during COVID they were able to um, really become more uh, a part of the community, helping out first responders and so forth. But there was not a lot of, turn or churn within the company itself of people leaving they wanted to be there they wanted to help they wanted to do what they can so yeah incredibly important um part of that and what about the you, you mentioned a little bit about like the the strategies and or the onboarding part of this and strategies um anything else that you see from like a small business that that they that you could help them out with obviously onboarding is, is a big one but what kind of strategies uh, are you looking at when you go into a new business? So one of the things that I do is I always do a free consultation um, because it's important that we're the right fit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's number one. Am I the right fit for you? Are you the right fit for me? It goes right. Um, the other piece to that. I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. <laughs> what did you ask me? Say that again. Take two. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, just going back into like, if you're, if you're working with, starting to work with a new business, you know, what are, what are the, oh, some yes. of the things that you, you look for, um, when, when you're just getting started with them? Great. So we have this conversation, make sure that we're the right fit. And then I basically go in and I look for efficiencies and opportunities and, It's kind of like, you know, you go to the doctor and they always take your blood pressure, your weight Mm -hmm. and your temperature. Well, I do that for people's businesses. Mm -hmm. So I go in, we talk goals, we talk, you know, what systems do you have? We look through that, looking for opportunities, looking for systems, looking for efficiencies and how can we make this better? Mm -hmm. 
And um, so what, if someone were to sign up with you, what does that look like in terms of uh, relationship? Like, is it is it a six month deal? Is it a year? Are you are you working with them like weekly, biweekly, monthly? How does that look like in terms of relationship? Because the reason why I bring that up is because it's um, for me personally in our business, it's very, very crucial. And I've learned this the hard way, unfortunately, but to to really establish clear communication and a clear cadence with your clients, right? And, and building that relationship and partnership. So what does that look like on, on your end? Absolutely. So um, my clients are long-term. Mm -hmm. It usually starts out weekly, right? And every week we are, we're setting goals. We are following up. We are um, making game plans, whatever it is we need to do. And then, so we see each other weekly usually for the first six to nine months. And then it might drop back to every other week. Uh, some of my long-term clients that have already been with me for a couple of years, uh, we do monthly meetings yeah. unless they need me, you know, more than that, then I'll come in a little more. And for a couple of my bigger clients, I just go in and usually like I will be their facilitator at their annual meeting. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'll go in and we do team building activities yeah. and, for some of them, it's quarterly. For some, it's annually. Mm. Um, I do keep a a pretty small roster so that I can give them, you know, all of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. So when one goes to like, okay, I, I'm doing great. Business is where we need it. We're meeting these, you know, this ROI. We're doing all these things. Then I'll be like, okay, great. Let's go to quarterly. That's when I know I can pick up another mm. weekly. Right. And, and just helping them grow. Yeah. So um, definitely I will not see anybody less than a 90 day plan, because in my eyes, if you have to do a 90 day plan, it would be like me starting with Facebook advertising, you know, doing it for 30 days and saying, oh, this doesn't yeah. work when the algorithm. So so it's the same. Um, but, but typically I see, um, a long lasting relationship with my yeah. clients. Yeah. And, and this is a, a recommendation to everyone who's listening to this is don't be afraid to ask for help. There's been so many businesses out there that could use someone like Perla with her knowledge to be able to help them grow their business or take them or have a goal objective in mind, these sort of small things. And, you know, it's, there's, I, I've seen it before a lot where where business owners are sort of, you know, dug in and, you know, they think they're doing it the right way, but could use some help. So um, having a mentorship, uh, anything that would involve around that, it's been super helpful for, for my growth. Um, have you, just real quick, did you have a mentor growing going through this or in... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I still have a coach cool. because what kind of coach would I be? Right. <laughs> Everybody needs a coach, man. Yeah, I love that. You know, yeah. um, I actually have a team of coaches cool. that I reach out to depending on what it is that I'm needing. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know what I would do without my coaches. <laughs> it, it could be like even discussing something that I'm going through. So remember, like when you have a coach or a strategist or, you know, um, a consultant, they usually have, they should have a team mm -hmm. right behind them so that you can share things and bang ideas. And really you're, you might be working with this one specific person mm -hmm. 
But in the back end, your business means so much to that person. They've got a team behind them that they're going to talk to and they're going to get the best for you yep. and come back and present that to you. So love it. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, no, it's as, as you know, I, I think I think that's really one thing as, as entrepreneurs, especially within the marketing world. You know, we hear a lot of, you know, mentorship programs and different courses that you can get into and so forth. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, especially in my world, are like, yeah, yeah, we understand that. But once you find someone or a group of mentors, it could literally just skyrocket your business and uh, could, could be very, very beneficial. Um, yeah, no, that, that's all great. So um, wrapping up here, this is the last question that I, I want to ask, right? And this is, is this is a big one. Um, in, in your world, everything that you've been through as an entrepreneur, what would be a couple main takeaways or advice that you would give others just starting looking to take that leap into it what would be some some really great advice that you could give them all right the first one <laughs> is you just said it ask questions you're never gonna get an answer to a question that you don't ask mm -hmm. number one i still i ask so many questions i mean i'm sure sometimes my husband wants to show he's like all right how many more questions but i just like to yeah. know i'm curious um curiosity over judgment mm -hmm. But the one thing I would say is fuel, fuel your body with nutrition, with exercise. When you look at these Fortune 500 companies or these, um, like Jim Rohn was a huge, Jim Rohn. huge person in my life, right? So I was very fortunate. He, did you know, he was the very first Herbalife distributor. I didn't know that. So <laughs> yes, yes. And so I uh, won some awards with Herbalife and was, a, I had breakfast with him several times. Wow. Like talk about an honor. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be a motivational speaker for a bit because, um, well, because I thought I'd be good. Right. And it makes, and, and I feel joy yeah. from, from getting that, but fuel your body. Mm -hmm. Nutrition, exercise, fuel your mind with personal development and professional development and do something spiritually. You know, for me, I take time to breathe and I meditate daily. So whatever your niche is, but if you don't take care of you, you're going to have monkey brain and, you know, your business is going to follow suit to your life. So if your life is chaotic inevitably your business yeah. will be as well. Well, I feel like you're talking directly to me because I haven't been to the gym in a very <laughs> long time. So I need to get my ass in gear and get back to uh, <laughs> meditation and the, uh, the gym stuff. No, that's, that's all. That's all great. I, I really appreciate the insight here. This has been a, a really great conversation. Where, where can everyone find you online? What's the place, best place for them to reach out to you? So um, a step ahead strategies.com. Okay. Um, Perla at a step ahead strategies. If you want to send me an email, but all my information is there um, on Facebook, Instagram, um, all of that, but happy to answer any questions. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this as a young entrepreneur or an entrepreneur starting out, dare to ask and get rid of any thoughts of, I can't afford that yet hmm. because you would be amazed at what people will do with you and for you if you just asked. Oh man. Yeah. Wish we would have talked about that earlier. Cause that there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. So maybe we'll have an episode two coming out with Perla uh, <laughs> here in the future. So I won't take up too much of your time. Thank you again for this conversation and um, 
yeah, thank you again. It has been a really great. My pleasure. Thank you, Logan. Tune in. My learn side, learn side.